Hi, this is Carrie Mitchum. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with your host, Stephen Brittingham. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Stephen. Be sure to visit Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter today for upcoming guests and show news. You'll find trailers and promos, exclusive photos, as well as interesting information about current, upcoming, as well as past guests. Don't forget to like and follow the page so that we can keep in touch with each other. Thank you. Friends and listeners, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. Those amazing vocals belong to singer Lara Hope, and that is a portion of Love You to Life from Lara and the Arctones. What a catchy song. I just love it. Lara Hope is my special guest today, and currently, she and the Arctones can be seen performing live with the absolutely phenomenal the Brian Setzer Orchestra, in a holiday-themed Christmas tour across the country. Back on November 20th, I had the fortunate pleasure to attend the Brian Setzer Orchestra concert here in downtown Cincinnati, where I also host Hollywood and Beyond. This was at the beautiful, historic Taft Theater, which was built all the way back in 1928. Just a beautiful theater. The opening act that evening featured Lara Hope and the Arctones. I honestly did not know what to expect from this opening act, but it took about five seconds for me to become instantly impressed. And I was so inspired by her performance and outstanding vocals that I instantly reached out to her and invited her to be a guest. Fortunate for me, she agreed to do so. I'm very uh, uh, grateful for that. Well... How did Lara Hope discover the joy of music, and what exactly is rockabilly music, for those of you who may not be sure, and what is it like being on the road with the former member of the Stray Cats, Brian Setzer? Hey, how about we all find out? I'd like to go ahead and welcome her to the show. Lara Hope, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Most welcome. It's so nice to be speaking with you today. You got me on my day off from the road, so it's nice to have a little bit of downtime, and we actually were able to drive home, so I'm speaking to you from my own bed right now. 
Well, that's wonderful. There's no place like home, is there? <laughs> uh, yep. Well, you deserve the break. I know, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, you're uh, definitely on the road a lot these days with the uh, Brian Setzer uh, Orchestra. And uh, as I also mentioned, I got to see you perform that evening as the opening act. I was completely amazed by your performance. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. This tour has been, you know, nothing less than a dream come true for us, really, and uh, being able to play on such great stages in such beautiful venues with great sound systems really just adds to the whole experience. No doubt about it, and so much energy from you and the band members as well. Uh, such catchy music. Uh, I enjoyed every single song. So how did this incredible journey for you begin to be on the road and, and touring along with um, such an iconic uh, uh, musician and performer like Brian Setzer? That, that, that's just a wonderful opportunity for you. Oh, it sure is. Um, well, we've been touring a lot. I've been touring personally for about 10 years with... Um, a couple of different bands that I've played with. The Arctones have been around for about six years. So we've been touring on and off for um, for the past six years. We're based in Kingston, New York, which is right near Woodstock. And we usually, we've spent anywhere between two and six months on the road a year. Lately, it's become more. 2018 has been our, our, our most time on the, spent on the road, which has probably been closer to seven or eight months this year. Um, but we were doing everything independently um, in terms of booking and promotion until about a year ago um, when we started working with uh, our current booking agency, which is Atomic Music Group. And um, they've really worked their magic. And um, they don't also represent Brian Setzer, which is almost cooler that um, they were in touch with Brian's people and Brian's people were in touch with our people. And, um, you know, they, they got pitched our band. And I know Brian's management looked it over and Brian looked it over. They asked us a number of questions. And I mean, from minute one, once we got, you know, asked, would you be interested in doing this tour? Of course we would. I mean, we all love Brian, my guitar player. Um, Brian is really his biggest musical influence. So um, we were just thrilled when um, when Brian's management said uh, that they would take us along for the ride. So that's been that was about six or so months ago. So we've been just kind of really excited waiting for the day to kick off this tour since then. I grew up uh, back in the 80s. And so you can imagine that I'm very familiar with um, his influence on that decade. So I was very sure. excited to, to see him in concert and this Christmas show, and it's currently touring right now. Uh, I have to tell you, what an absolutely fun and amazing concert experience, both with you and Brian. It's just, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful concert. Thank you. I definitely think it's a, a feel-good show, and, and most of the people are going home, you know, feeling happy, feeling in the spirit of the season, between all the decorations and the big band, and it's just, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a fun and a fun night. No doubt about it. I enjoyed every single moment. The only the only part that was disappointing was when it ended. I, I was hoping it would last even longer, <laughs> and and it and it did last a long time. But you you know things are going good when you just want to keep hearing some more music. And um, you know, I was thinking though, this is such a well put together production. 
the hours of preparation had to be rather staggering, I would assume. I mean, there's just so much, you know, to Brian's um, uh, performance in, in with the orchestra, but also with yours. I mean, how much did you have to personally prepare for this concert? Well, um, as I said, we do tour a lot, um, and we're not doing any Christmas material for the tour, which we had considered doing, Um but we only have X amount of time on stage per night. So it was kind of more important to us to get our original music out there um, as opposed to also including some of the Christmas songs. But um, we did have a bit of a lineup change very recently um, where we got a new drummer only a couple of months before the store. So we were kind of in go mode of constant rehearsals before this tour started to get our new drummer up to speed. So that was probably the most challenging part, but he really stepped up and we, um, we put the time in and, and I'm really glad the way it worked out. Our new lineup is, is working smoothly and we're, we're happy the, the way it is now. Well, congratulations on, on such a, just an outstanding career and, and, and being a part of this uh, wonderful tour, well, you're right. Uh, that would add a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, preparation aspect. Uh, having a new drummer and have to make sure that he's ready and that you're all in sync. But the results looks like they're all, all outstanding, and that's great. Thank you. We even actually got a new van for this trip because this is these shows are so much on on a bigger scale than we're used to that. Um, we had to bring extra gear, backup gear, and extra merchandise more than we're used to having. That so we ended up buying a bigger van so that we could fit all of our stuff. Oh, we also my. brought out an extra person to help driving and and run merchandise. So it's kind of we really had to bump up everything for this uh, for this tour. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed your stay here in Cincinnati. I sure did. I've always enjoyed coming to Cincinnati. You know, this is a city that really loves music. I think there's some artists out there that maybe um, aren't really aware of that, but it is a city that really loves uh, music. So um, I just, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to your return to Cincinnati. Um, I'm already uh, looking forward to that very much. You know what? I'm hoping we're going to, well, we're definitely going to be doing another national tour in April. So I'm hoping we can come back to Cincinnati in April. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I will certainly be there. You can count on that. Thank you. And you know, this was right before, not only the holidays, of course, with uh, Christmas coming up, but this was just a few days before Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving? Well, we uh, we played right outside of Cleveland on Thanksgiving Eve, which was a, a very fun show. And um, we decided to kind of take the, the long trek and we drove through the night after the show in Cleveland back to New York, which is about eight hours. And we got home around 9 a.m. We all took a nap for a few hours, and then we were able to spend the holiday um, with our families before leaving again the next day to head to Connecticut. Wow, I'll tell you what. Being on the road, it's um, it's got to be quite an experience, and you are experienced uh, with that, with how many years you've been doing it, and your skill shines through on stage. But what is it like to be on the road uh, as much as you are? Um, I mean, how do you best um, handle being on the road for extensive periods of time? Well, I will say that it's not for everybody. I really think that being on the road is the kind of thing that you either love or you hate. And I don't necessarily know that there's somewhere in the middle. I just think some people are, you know, thrive and are cut out for it. And some people 
spend a couple of days on the road and, and say, this is not for me. That being said, I started touring when I was, I, I'm 34 now. I've been touring for about 10 years, maybe 11. So I got out there pretty young when I was about 23. And at that time, I was playing punk rock music. We were driving around. We didn't know anybody. We didn't have connections. I was brand new in the music scene. We were playing in dive bars. We were sleeping in our van, not making any money. So if I could do that stuff, you know, 10 years ago, now, like anything that, that may seem like a hardship, really in retrospect, is a lot easier for me because, you know, we really worked our way to get here. Um, but beyond that, you know, I sometimes compare life to, to uh, like a, a string of yarn. And, and sometimes when you're at home, your, your string gets pulled in all these different directions and you're dealing with stuff at home and, and vehicle issues and your job and your family and, and so many, so many things, your things going on in your house, fixing things that your, your, your yarn can sometimes get tangled up. And then for me, when I go on the road, I feel like the, the ball kind of gets untangled. It just becomes a string of yarn again because you're, my focus can be a little more pinpointed on just you, you drive, you get to the show, you put on the best performance you can, you go to sleep and you do that every day. And your focus is just on getting there and putting on the best show you can, meeting, the, meeting people along the way and just kind of, um, you know, just, just staying, staying focused on, on the tour. Well, that's excellent perspective. Thank you for sharing that. Now, is getting proper rest uh, challenging for you, or is that something that you don't seem to have an issue with when you're traveling on the road? This tour has been a little bit more challenging because, well, Brian and, and the bigger band, they're touring in actual tour buses that have beds in them. So they do overnight drives to the next, to the next city, and they are able to sleep in their beds in their van. For us, we are not doing overnight drives every night. So sometimes we'll just go to bed in the city where we played. We'll sleep for as many hours as we can. And then we'll have to get up really early in the morning, make sure that we can miss traffic and get to the gig on time. And some of these drives are six, seven, eight hours a day. When we do a tour on our own, the routing is a little bit different. Um, so I'd say this tour, yes, has been a bit challenging. I certainly try to nap when we're driving in the van as much as I can. Um, and on our days off, I really try to sleep. Like I said, I'm, I'm literally hanging out in my bed right now at home, just trying to lay low <laughs> and computer work from bed today. And oh. I sent my husband out to, to run errands. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve the little extra attention, right? After, uh, all of your hard work. I mean, he's the bass player. He's the bass oh, player. Okay. So he really <laughs> has been out. Yeah. Doing the same thing. I just, uh, you know, he, he's got more energy than I do today. So, so he's actually a part of the Arctones? Oh, yes. That's wow. You know, I was not aware husband. of that. That, that, that is amazing. Well, <laughs> that's great. A partnership in music and in life. And I must say to you, uh, welcome home. I know that uh, you've been working extra hard lately. Thank you. It's, you know, it's hard, but it's worth it. I, I'm happy to lose the sleep to be able to be on such an incredible journey. And um, tomorrow morning, we're going to get back up again and hit the road by 7 a.m. to head to D.C. Yes, I, I, I noticed the upcoming um, uh, schedule and I saw that this is actually a, a pretty busy weekend. Uh, you know, uh, I believe all three shows on three nights, Friday, Saturday and Sunday coming up. 
Yes, and Sunday is the show that I have been looking forward to probably the most of all the shows because we're going to be in Nashville and we'll be playing at the Ryman Theater, which is the home of the Grand Old Opry. Oh, wow. That uh, You're probably counting down the hours, aren't you? That's, that's very special. I'm so excited. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I wish I could see you perform there. And I just want to wish you all the best in advance. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you're going to have a, a sensational show. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm sure hoping so. Well, you are most welcome. I really admire your dedication. Uh, and as I just mentioned, that can be very tricky because, especially with these back-to-back nights, uh, hitting the road and getting the proper rest. So, um, And, and you, then you show up and you're just on top of everything. That's, that's very impressive. Now, uh, your uh, uh, involvement at times with Brian, uh, I mean, do you get to see him very much on a night of a concert, or is he pretty much doing his thing and you and the band are doing your thing? It really varies from night to night. There have definitely been days on this tour where I have not seen him at all, and then there are some days where he'll come out on stage during our sound check and hang out and chat and have us play on his guitar. Or the other night when we were at uh, Foxwood, he showed up in our dressing room and hung out for a while and it was it was wonderful um <laughs> but i think i really i don't really know if there's a rhyme or reason to why we see him on certain days and not um but whenever we get a chance to hang out with him he has been nothing but really gracious and just hospitable and kind and friendly he's a really nice guy and his wife is um she's one of the backup singers and she's also just sweet as pie that is just wonderful to hear. So is she one of the ladies that's moving just about the whole time in, in, in the background? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Out. I yeah, love she's that. she's the blonde. She's the blonde. Well, for the yep. listeners out there that, that maybe wonder what I'm referring to, is that when, the, when Brian is out with his orchestra, on the left-hand side usually, in the back, there's two ladies basically moving in unison just about the entire time and i'm very impressed because i imagine their arms have got to be getting a little tired at some point <laughs> i mean they just oh yeah up. and they're also wearing these crazy platform boots i i admire how they're able to stand and dance in those in those heels for so long well most definitely and i do notice that they do get a few breaks and i believe uh, outfit changes so that probably helps with their arm strength uh, but the yeah. whole orchestra <laughs> you, you know what um, i have to tell you what a treat to not only see you and the arc tones and just discover the sound that i just love but it was so much fun to experience an orchestra oh yeah it's like um it's a real throwback because you don't see a lot of big band stuff these days. So, I mean, not only is the the music a throwback, I think the whole idea of seeing the big band setting with everybody sitting at their own post with a little podium in front of them with the BSO logo is also a throwback to, uh, you know, a time now gone of, uh, you know, popularized big band music. And I'm sure you've noticed that Brian just seems to be having such a, 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 such a good time. I mean, it, it, it just radiated from his uh, performance on stage. Most definitely. Well, I want to encourage all the listeners out there to definitely um, uh, attend this wonderful holiday concert if it comes in your area or city or even nearby it's it is well worth any effort to attend it i personally recommend it Uh, i'm definitely going to plan to see it next year and and i I just can't recommend it enough and i wanted to be sure to share that with everybody and i want to thank you for sharing your 
experience of uh, of this uh, wonderful tour. Thank you so much. I'm very You're curious. Very where did um, your interest, or how did your interest in music first develop? Was there a certain uh, moment in your life where it just kind of kicked in, or was it kind of like a, a journey over time? Well, my mother was a um, like a lounge singer back at me in the late seventies and the early eighties. Um, my grandmother also did some singing, so I kind of I grew up in a household with my mom, and she played some guitar. She she got me started when I was about nine years old. She taught me my first few guitar chords, and she was always singing. And she did a lot of community theater, um, dinner theater stuff like that. So, um, you know, I kind of admired watching her do that. And then, you know, I always sang in school in chorus and in choir. And then when I was about nine, we um. I auditioned for a community theater role that she was in as well, and that was kind of the first time that I really sang in public outside of a, a school, you know, choir kind of atmosphere, and I, and I loved it. I loved it then. I remember coming out for the curtain call at the end of the show and getting the applause and meeting all the folks and 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 hanging out with the the different actors and actresses and the crew, and that was just a great experience. Um, after that, I continued to do a lot more musical theater, and. Um, kept playing guitar on my own. And then it was really in college when I started getting out and, and playing and singing with my guitar, playing open mic nights, writing original music. And then it kind of, uh, you know, spawned from there. Yes. You're definitely more than, than just a singer. Although you're a phenomenal singer, you're also a guitarist. I was very impressed with your skills. I loved, uh, uh watching you perform on stage. Very, very skilled. Thank you. Most welcome. And where is your hometown? We live in Kingston, New York, which is right near Woodstock. It's about two hours north of New York City. I see. Well, um, I would like to um, ask you about rockabilly as a music style. So, um, for someone out there that maybe just isn't familiar with this term of music, how would you best describe it to that individual? Well, we can break it down to the basics. Rockabilly is basically a combination of rock, rock and roll, and Billy being short for hillbilly. So, hillbilly music meaning old country music, basically. Mm -hmm. So, it was kind of a a mix of genres of rock and roll and and country music that came out of the 50s. and, and spawned this genre that that's um, danceable and fun and, and draws from both those influences and also brings in some blues, rhythm and blues. And, um, you know, artists like Elvis really popularized the genre. The Beatles played some rockabilly for sure. So, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't quite call it country. I wouldn't quite call it rock and roll. It's a combination. I love it. it, it you're, you're absolutely right. Perfect description. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You throw it in the, um, you know, the pan, and then out comes this wonderful sound. And I told you off the air before we started the interview that sometimes it's like, wow, I want to go get a milkshake with that 50s vibe. And then the other times, I just want to <laughs> go get some shots <laughs> because it's, it's, you know, basically what I'm saying is it's fun music. Uh, you know, just love the rhythm and the mindset. And you have a lot of uh, fun titles and interesting titles and your music videos. For those that aren't aware, after this uh, uh, interview, if you're listening, you can go uh, to YouTube and 
and you can catch some of uh, these these fun videos. So uh, filming these videos, what was that experience like for you whenever you uh, have the opportunity to film a, a music video? I love making music videos. Um, the first one that we made as the Arctones was the video for Whiskey Pick, which we filmed. I actually live on the property of a brewery, and we filmed it at the brewery right next door to my house. Okay. And we filmed that on a Monday night. And I will say... Still, still to this day, that shooting that video is the most fun anyone ever had on a Monday night. <laughs> I bet it's a it's a fun it's a fun video. There's there's no doubt about it. And and those police in the video were not actors; those were actually the Kingston police from our town. They had to speak to the mayor and get permission <laughs> to have the police come be in our video and fake oh. chase us around. <laughs> <laughs> Real cops, hey. fake arrest. So it's all it's authentic too. That's that, that's what's important. Well, you know what it made me think of is: um, Are you familiar with the um, the old Benny Hill shows? Oh yeah, that was the point to make yeah, it look like. There that. you go. I, I was thinking there was an influence because uh, there's a moment where you know all of you are running around in fast speed motion. I'm like, wow, this is like the throwback to Benny Hill, which which is yep. just so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, we do a little bit of that that same kind of Benny Hill speed up thing in uh, the music video for "I'm the One," also, which is a fun, was also a very fun video to film. Well, I, I've enjoyed all of your music videos. Uh, they're just uh, a lot of fun to watch, and and that uh, goes so well with your music. and And I should say that you and the Arctones are the perfect fit for for Brian. And I wanted to mention that. Uh, that's one of the impressions I had was, wow, no wonder he. Uh, one of these uh, individuals to be the opening act because it's just a nice, nice fit. I certainly hope we can do more stuff with him in the future. Well, you also have toured, speaking of, of touring, not just in the States, but um, you also toured in in Holland and in Belgium. And, and I'm wondering, what was that experience like for you? So yeah, this past April of 2018, that was our first and well, only to date European tour. I can't wait to go back. Um, I really loved it. I think we had probably a different type of experience than other bands have um, because due to the, the way we toured. Um, as you said, it was Belgium and Holland. Those were the only countries we toured, which are relatively small countries. And we did 35 shows in 34 days. And the, the booking agency that we worked with out there, um, the way it works with them is they, they provided us with a house. So we had a home base, which for starters is different than any other touring experience because we were coming back to the same house and sleeping in the same place every night, which was really kind of lovely to not have to drag your clothes in and out every night. And you had a place to do laundry and you were able to buy groceries and actually cook and, you know, have a level of comfort. And since the countries are so small, we would just drive to the show every night, which was anywhere between 10 minutes away from the house to four hours away. Four, four hours was probably the farthest. And then at the end of the night, we'd come back to the house. So, um, so it was definitely an, an, a, different, a different type of touring experience. Well, Lara, let me ask you. So performing that much, right? I mean, that day after day for, goodness, about a month's time. So I'm very curious. Um, are there steps that you have to take personally to make sure your voice stays you know, finely tuned and, and healthy? Yes. Well, for starters, I would not 
do as many shows in the future as we did on that trip. We had some days where we had two shows in a day. We even had one day where we had three shows in a day. I, I now that I know what I know, you know, I would, I would do, um, I'd give myself a little more time to rest in the future, but yeah, there was, um, there was a couple of days there when we had a day off and I just did a full 24 hours of vocal rest where I just did not speak at all and just tried to sleep because really at the end of the day, sleeping is the only thing that's really going to fix your voice. It's the most regenerative thing you can do, you know, beyond drinking water, just shutting up and resting your body. So um, when I feel like I'm starting to lose it a little bit, I just try to rest as much as I can, drink a lot of tea and just, you know, not speak. I see. Well, thank you for sharing that, because I was very curious about that, um, that if not handled properly, that could in- increase one's chances of having an issue. Um, oh, yeah. So, and I'm sure that that's probably somewhere in your thoughts that, hey, I've got to do my part to make sure that I'm sounding at my at my best. Now, you have... Oh, yeah, it's um, a constant thing. Oh, I, I'm sure it is. And, and what a phenomenal voice it is, I must say. Oh, sucks. Um, and now, in addition to Brian, uh, wow, again, growing up in the 80s, just seeing him was a, was a special treat for me. But you also performed with uh, someone that uh, left her uh, mark in the 80s, and that would be Joan Jett. What was that oh, experience yeah. like? Oh, what a blast. Um, not only did we get to play with Joan Jett, but it was in our hometown. Um, so we had that extra hometown support um, Joan was also like very nice and gracious. Um, we, we chatted a little bit. We took photos together. She gave me a t-shirt, which is now my favorite t-shirt. And she put on a hell of a show. I mean, really, she still brings it and she looks great. Um, and it was quite an honor. I, I mean, I, I was starstruck. Well, that sounds like uh, an amazing time for you. No, I mean, no doubt about it. That's something you always remember. And, and that is just wonderful. Now, you've also uh, received uh, recognition for your musical talents. Uh, I believe that you have um, uh, won an award, um, and that was back in, I believe, uh, 2017, uh, the Ameripolitan Music Award for Best Female Rockabilly Artist. Uh, That must have been a wonderful wonderful, uh, uh, award to receive. Oh, that sure was. I, I love the Ameripolitan Awards are, are great. If if you're not familiar with them, it is an award ceremony that was founded by um, current um, country western honky tonk troubadour Dale Watson. And um, Ameripolitan is a term that he basically coined to um, envelop the the genres of not just rockabilly but rockabilly, western swing, honky tonk, and outlaw country. And um, the the awards were based in Austin, Texas, where they had the first three or four years of the ceremony. And now as of last year, moved to Memphis, Tennessee, where Dale um, now currently resides. Uh, And they have, um, it's a great showcase every year, not only is is an award ceremony, but, you know, kind of like you'd see on the Grammys, there's also performances throughout the night. So um, Reverend Horton Heat has been there. And um, Brian Setzer was actually won the, I think it was called the Keeper of the Key or the Master Award last year. And he wasn't able to make it, but he did um, film a kind of thank you speech that they played at the award ceremony. Well, congratulations once again. Certainly well-deserved as far as I'm concerned. 
And what about future music? Is there anything on the horizon or in 2019 that maybe you're working on in particular or about to start work on? Well, since for the past year or two, um, we have been working on new material. So um, I, we're all really only a few songs shy from having enough material for a new album. So I was just talking with the band guys last night that we'll have a little downtime, little downtime in January and a little downtime in March. And I'm hoping we can, um, you know, try to get this album, the writing finished. And then I don't have plans in terms of an actual date to go into the studio, but I certainly plan on it happening sometime in the 2019 calendar year to have a, a new album. Well, be sure to tell those arc tones, and I, I thought they all did a great job. Thank you, I will. You can definitely see all the skill in their, in their, in their playing, no doubt about it. Well, I want to wish you a, a wonderful 2019. I'm very excited for this uh, new music that might be around the corner, and I'll definitely keep my eye out for it. Well, if anybody is out there listening and they want to know more about you, I mentioned the YouTube videos. I believe you have a YouTube channel. So where else can they find more information about you and the band? The easiest place would be to go to our website, which is larahope.net, L-A-R-A-H-O-P-E dot net. And I want to encourage all the listeners, you know, to to really uh, give it a listen to, to Lara's music and just wait till you hear more of that voice. It's uh, You're not going to be disappointed. And, and I want to mention again, the tour information, I believe, is also on your website. Isn't that correct? Yes, it sure is. So if you're out there and you're like, hmm, I wonder if I can see uh, uh, her in concert and along with uh, Brian. Well, it's all on her website where they're going to be playing and when and and all of that good information right there. I can't recommend it enough. It'll put you in the holiday spirit, let me tell you. And we could all use a little Christmas these days, no doubt about it. Well, um, thank you so much for being a guest today. I really enjoyed learning more about you. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, you're most welcome, and I certainly hope you'll come back uh, in in the the not-too-distant future. We'll stay in touch for sure. Well, I want to thank my special guest, Lara Hope, and I also want to thank uh, you, the listeners, for all of your wonderful support. I appreciate it so much. And I tell you what, me attending this concert and having no idea what to expect from the opening act, and then here she is, this talented lady as a guest on my show. It's kind of a reminder that, hey, if there is an opportunity in front of you, go ahead and reach for it. You just never know what might happen. Well, this is host Stephen Brittingham. I'll tell you what, I think I'm going to go listen to some uh, music right now. And uh, I just want to thank all of you for listening today. I'll catch you all on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thank you. I don't want to know about those other gals you've been with. I'm the I don't wanna know about the other guys who've been with. I'm the one for you. Did you work the loud? Did you make you smile? Did you want romance? Did you like to dance? Could you sing a song or go all night long? I'm the one for you.
Hi, friends and listeners. This is host Stephen Brittingham. Do you happen to have a question or a comment for me? Or perhaps you feel that you might make an interesting guest here on Hollywood and Beyond. Whatever your reason may be, please feel free to contact me anytime directly at the show's official email address. That would be Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon.